Welcome to the Clinical Podcast Series brought to you by the American Academy of Optometry Foundation. Today's episode is Clinical Factors for Determining the Severity of Lid Wiper Epitheliopathy in Dry Eye. I'd like to thank our host, Dr. Tom Quinn, our topical expert, Dr. Milton Hom, and our topical editor, Dr. Kelsey Steele. And now it's my pleasure to begin today's podcast. Welcome you of Curious Minds to the American Academy of Optometry's clinical podcast series. In this episode, we'll be, be discussing a paper that explores the association between lid wiper epitheliopathy and other clinical findings. I'm Dr. Tom Quinn, and our guest expert for this episode is a dear friend of mine and it's distinguished practitioner, Dr. Milton Hom lecturer, researcher, and key opinion leader. Welcome, Milton. Well, thank you, Tom. Thank you for uh, inviting me to uh, do this uh, podcast. Well, thank you. To you. Thanks for being part of it. You're perfect for the topic. So this paper was published in the May 2022 issue of the journal Cornea, by, authored by H. Cato et al., let me start by asking you, what is lid wiper and what is lid wiper epitheliopathy? Well, essentially what lid wiper is, is it's actually the part of the lid that touches the cornea and ocular surface uh, as you blink. And lid wiper epitheliopathy, or, you know, the abbreviation is LWE, that's essentially what's happening is, is that there's, there's damage on the lid that can be picked up with staining. Uh, if there's just uh, too much friction and there's not enough lubrication. So, you know, the way I like to look at it is I like, let's say this is the ocular surface. Okay. See if I can do this correctly. <laughs> this is the lid right here and right where the lid is touching right here. That is what's called the lid wiper. So that's right about right here. Okay. okay. So what happens is, is that if there is not enough lubrication or if there's friction, what happens there is that you get damage and you also get staining right along this area. And that's called LWE. Okay, so what did the authors want to explore about LWE in this paper? Well, essentially what they did is that, you know, uh, you know, Donald Korb actually first discovered or first described it about 20 years ago. And since then, there's been about 80 peer-reviewed papers that have been written on it. So this subject has been covered very, very, you know, much in depth. But what's interesting is that what these authors did was that they added uh, sophisticated tools in terms of judging blink in addition to the regular, regular to traditional uh, clinical um, outcomes or clinical signs. And they went ahead and did an analysis of it. Um, what things that they looked at with the blink was things like uh, blink velocity, uh, blink amplitude, and also blink duration. And I don't think these things have been looked at before previously. So what they've done is that they've taken a much more deeper look into lid wiper epitheliopathy. Okay, so the, a lot of it was looking at the eyelid dynamics versus just a stationary eyelid and what, what uh, relationships there were. What, what did they find out? Well, what I really like about this study is that they've taken all of these objective measurements, the standard ones, as well as these newer ones, and they came up with a mathematical model that will actually describe LWE or lid wiper epitheliopathy. And I don't think that's ever been done before. So what's really, really interesting is that what I really like about the study is number one, they came with a mathematical model that you can almost use to predict 
whether or not that patient has LWE as well as severity. And the second thing is, is that if you take a closer look at the mathematical model, you can actually pull out the things that were relevant to LWE and apply them clinically in your clinical practice. Well, actually, that's going to be a question I want to get to. But let me first ask about the subjects that were in this study. Did they differentiate between people who had dry eyes due to lack of volume of tears versus those who have rapid evaporation of tear or poor tear quality? Actually, they looked at both of those things. They looked at volume as well as tear quality or tear ferrum disability. And what they found was that both are very, very important factors uh, in terms of lid wiper epitheliopathy. Okay, so what can we learn from the study that we can apply to our patient care. All right, so if you take a look at that mathematical model that is a predictive factor for lid wiper epitheliopathy, LWE, what you'll find is that number one, they found a correlation with tear breakup time. So if you have a low tear breakup time, that could very well indicate that you will have LWE. The second thing is called tear spreading. So in other words, tear spreading in terms of tear viscosity. In other words, if you have a very thick tear, in other words, you have a lot of mybum or a lot of um, thick tears uh, uh, that doesn't spread that well. You know, right. a lot of times you can take a look with a slit lamp and you can kind of see whether or not the tear is spreading really, really well or whether or not it's a very, very slow spreader. If it's a very, very slow spreading type of tear, in other words, a very, very thick tear, that is also another indication that that patient may have LWE. And finally, the third thing, the third objective thing they looked at is with all their sophisticated techniques with blink. And more specifically, they looked at blink velocity. So in other words, if the patient has a slow blink, not a fast blink, but a slow blink, then that is also another in, in, indicative factor that that patient will have LWE. So in other words, with that mathematical model, if they have those three things, low tear breakup time, a slow high viscosity tear, and number three, a slow blink, then you can probably pretty well predict that that patient will have LWE. And what's really, really nice about this is that Corp first described this 20 years ago, 80 papers have been written since then, and now we have more clinical tools that we can use to judge the whether or not it's going to whether to, whether to predict whether or not it's there and also predict what the severity will be. Fascinating stuff. Thank you for sharing your expertise and insights on this paper, Dr. Hom. And thank you all for listening. And a special thanks to Cooper Vision for their educational grant to make it all happen.